Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. This week's episode is a mentor moment where we pull a question from our Women on the Move community. Today's question is on one of my favorite topics, negotiations. And the question is this, my end of year review is coming up and I would like to request more resources to elevate the impact of our organization next year. How can I negotiate for additional support and even compensation? For the answer to this question, we're going to go back to an episode from May 2021 with Catherine Valentine, founder of Worthmore Strategies. Catherine is an expert on women and negotiations, and she had terrific advice on how to approach negotiating compensation and other resources that you may need to do your job. I became interested in negotiation, and then I tried it for my MBA internship, and it was a disaster. I mean, it was really, really bad. It was probably one of the worst negotiations anyone's ever had. So that kind of led me on this journey of, you know, for a while I thought it was just me. Why am I not good at this? Why can't I do what I see other people doing? And then what I realized is when I looked at those other people, they were all boys. And when I talked to my female peers, they were feeling the same way I was. And so I spent a full year studying, just really diving into the research behind how to negotiate specifically as a woman. And what I found out is that the way that negotiation is typically taught as if it's a gender neutral skill, but it's actually a highly gendered skill. And the upshot is, which I was so delighted by, there is a ton of good research about how to negotiate as a woman. I just felt like it hadn't been really connected to the professional world, right? I'd been in that world for a number of years and I'd never heard of any of these things. And so that's what I try to do right now is take this research that amazing people are doing and bring it to the professional world. When you think of negotiation, does it mean to you someone has to fight or what does it now mean to you having done so much work on this? The best negotiation ends with both parties walking away feeling like they got something great. This can happen a majority of the time if we change how we think about it, right? So there's multiple strategies that you can use in a negotiation. The competitive strategy has somehow sort of seized our like cultural mindset. So that's what we think of. However, the collaborative approach works significantly better for women, eliminates the risk of backlash, and enables both parties to walk away more satisfied. So tell us about that approach. You know, what is that kind of collaborative negotiation approach look like? And how do you prepare for that? Oh, very robust question. So what it looks like is we have a conversation, we identify the problem, and then we tackle it together. So this is not you versus me, but us versus the problem. And once we do that, we can brainstorm. And by brainstorming, really expand the world of finding win-wins. And then a lot of it also is, you know, this is where you leverage the empathy as a woman to become your negotiation superpower, right? Because if I understand more about you and what's important to you and why you're asking for that thing, I can then come up with all kinds of creative solutions that make us both really happy. When businesses do that, that creates a world where the company and the employee win, which allows us to promote and retain women at faster rates. And so what would be a good example of that? You know, a business situation where women are kind of coming in and collaboratively 
finding a good solution. So let's say, for example, that you're my boss and you say, hey, this big thing's coming up. I need this report by tomorrow. Whoa, I didn't see that coming. Okay. Can you tell me why? And you say, yes, because I'm going to this board meeting and I think we're going to discuss this topic. Well, that topic is only 10% of the whole report. I can say back to you, that makes a lot of sense. Let me get that piece to you and maybe you and I can even discuss it so you feel well prepared. And then if it's okay with you, I'd like to get the rest of the report to you on Friday just so we don't jeopardize any other deadlines. The priority is clear, right, for both sides. When you think about women's approach to negotiations, have you noticed that lessons about behavior vary across any other demographics? You know, so does race or sexuality, gender identity, do they all play a role in how a person approaches negotiations? I mean, all of those aspects matter, right? At the whole, what we're talking about is folks who don't as often see themselves reflected in leadership and who as a community aren't setting the ways that we do business historically. The good news is because fundamentally it's people who weren't the predominant group negotiating in the culture that was set by the predominant group, the same principles actually apply. If you negotiate collaboratively using a communal ask, it's still a really good strategy. And early research is starting to show that women of color who use this strategy actually get bigger gains than even white women do. That is great. So how does somebody learn about how to do that? What are the resources you would suggest for someone to actually learn about this more so they can apply it? There's some really good books out there that I think give a good backdrop, right? So this is Women Don't Ask, Getting to Yes. And then there's a new one coming out, Negotiating Without Fear, Harvard's program on negotiation has multi-day negotiation courses you can take. They're very much the gold standard. I will say I actually haven't seen very many resources specifically for women, which is why we're creating one. How do people practice this? You know, when you teach people, do you say, okay, go practice this with sort of the biggest thing you want to get this week? Or do you say, try a little bit to go for maybe smaller things before you go for the big thing? You know, how do you actually practice? So some people get really jazzed about going for the big thing. Let's do it. I had a client who negotiated a margarita on Cinco de Mayo and it's like, good for you. You know, she was scared of hearing no and she heard no and she found out it was fine. And then she tried again and she got a yes, Cadillac margarita. And so does that help you overcome the fear, just that continual practice? It does help you overcome the fear. It also helps you really hone that skill, right? And I think that we have to overcome this idea that there's going to be a loser. And once you see over and over again that you can both be winners, you start to really master how to do that. So yes, salary is important and we should talk about it. But in my client work, it's actually almost never the most important thing, right? And so let's go back and think about what else can you negotiate that would make you more excited about your work, more successful in your work, less stressed, right? In a negotiation, you don't typically want to negotiate one thing. You want to negotiate multiple things because that gives you more space to find value with the other person. The formula that I recommend using is your past performance plus your future vision plus the ask, and then stop talking. So I was able to do X, Y, and Z. I think that I can deliver A, B, and C next year, but I would need, you know, whatever it is, right? And then stop talking. As women, we continue to talk because we want other people to feel comfortable, but it, it also means we negotiate against ourselves too often. I love Catherine's model and the actionable approach that she offers. It makes negotiations much less intimidating. And I hope that you can use some of these tips the next time you want to negotiate for something that you need. 
The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com slash W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.